What is your policy on salad? Uh, I like it. Not as much you, as I like French French fries, though. That's not what I asked. I didn't ask your French fry. <laughs> po- Everyone's French fry policy is the same. It's ideal. Well, it's always at a rest at a restaurant. It's always would you like salad or fries? And it's oh, really right. r- really tough to take the salad over the fries. Well, when they put it like that, would you like salad or fries? Uh, that's not the appropriate question. <laughs> right. Not the right. As Jack Nicholson would say, wrong verb. Right. Okay. Got that sorted out? Uh, no, my, yeah. my, but honestly, quickly, like, just salad in general, you like salad? Yeah, I do. Oh. All right. We're going to part ways on that. I hate salad. I hate it. <laughs> Can't, it's it's got to be, it's got to be, and it's not even that I don't like the n- nutritional benefits because I like broccoli. I think broccoli is the greatest of all time. Huge fan. Okay. Eat it, eat it often. Uh, salad is inefficient to eat unless you eat it with uh-huh. your hands. <laughs> okay. Welcome to episode 630 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. With me, as always, is Adam in Vancouver, British Columbia. What's going on? No, forget that. Forget what's going on. Let's get right to Patreon, Adam. Okay. Patreon. If you want to help us, uh, help us out. Keep the show going. Go to our website, twohosers.com. Find the Patreon link. Pledge a couple of bucks. And we thank you in advance, and we thank everybody who is a Patreon. We very much appreciate the support. Short this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's that. Keep it, keep it that way. Um, yeah, what's going on? Nice uh, cold weather here. So it's nice and clear last two days, I'd say, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, um, massive temperature drop. So we're in the minus three, four range today. Oh boy, that, which is rare in, in your neck of the woods. Yeah, I mean, it's I I will take it because it was sunshiny, and so when you're in the sun, uh, it's quite enjoyable. But as soon as you yeah. you know find find some shade, uh, not so not so much. It is it, it, the good news is it doesn't rain when it's that cold, but you don't have to shovel rain, so. That's true. I don't know if it's actually any plans for snow here. Just got super cold, uh, Arctic air, I guess. And, right. um, but, but really nice and pretty outside. And so yesterday it wasn't quite as cold and all of, uh, Richmond and Steveston was, was out, you know, walking and doing whatever outside. Cause we've had sort of a, I don't know, two weeks or, or thereabouts of just blah, just, just gray, yuck, rain, everything that, um, you know, not Vancouver's best and kind of what you expect at this time of year, but not, not, not my favorite. And then all of a sudden yesterday on a, on a Saturday, just blam, just sunshine, not, not warm, but like not cold, just perfect. If you have a jacket on just outside, everyone kind of enjoying the, the, the scenery and all the things to do outside. So that was really nice. And, uh, ended up, my parents were in town visiting. They just left a, a few minutes ago. And anyways, uh, went for a walk down into Gary Point, and yeah, I, that just sort of dovetails into what I what I actually took my camera out, unrelated to the photo challenge, and, right. and shot shot a, shot an actual photo of my parents. So you can you can see that photo um, if you like. I'm looking at it right now, um, and Judy and Nathan look very happy. Okay, that's not their names, but yeah. Oh. Well, it's been like 18 years of embarrassment for me then. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, they look happy. Yeah, I had to get them to smile. First couple of photos I took, um, no smiles. Looked very okay. uh, unhappy. And so then I'm like, hey, how about you guys try something like smiling? And right. they did. And uh, they got, we're, we're on a dog walk, so dog... Uh, their dog Marty was with them as well, and so even Marty kind of looks like he's doing a little doggy smile move. He's in there, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, your dad, your dad's probably still a little embarrassed about that whole Jurassic Park incident. What happened? When he, he, when, he in, when he introduced dinosaurs into the world. Oh, does he look like one of the guys? Been, this is like episode. I'll like dig up the episode. This this happened a long time ago. Someone someone pointed okay. one, a listener pointed out how much he looks like Richard Attenborough or whatever his name is. Oh, okay, that's right. My, he always says he looks like Richard um, Dreyfus, so that's why I was confused. I didn't think Richard right. Dreyfus was in. We went over Jurassic that too. And then there was a Duddy yeah. Kravitz reference. Yeah, yeah. Good so, point. So there, but again, what I like about um, photos this time of day, this was like, I don't want to say like 3.30 something in the afternoon. So getting into the nicer part of the day, as far as the, the light's concerned, but um, I mean, what can you do better as far as BC, like the BC's backdrop, like you got mountains and you got right. colors and all that stuff. And this was just like literally point and shoot. So got a little bit lucky with the fact that a, the sun was kind of going in and out of some clouds behind me. So it's just uh, peeking through enough. And about two minutes after this photo, and we sort of walk back on to the dike to kind of head back to our place, um, the sun came completely out from behind the clouds, which just goes blaring. So this this shot, you just can't get. It would have been, it would have been more sharper contrast with the shadows because of the time <laughs> of day. And on top of that, there's no way they're, they're taking this photo and staring right, you know, at the light. And so this was just like, you know, your timing is, is everything where you can just do a quick, like stand here, you know, here for all of 30 seconds, hammered off like 10 quick kind of burst photos, hoping for one where the dog is looking right at the camera. That's always the thing. Dogs, you know, dogs don't do that. So they're looking everywhere right. and there's people and other dogs walking by too. So had to keep, you know, yelling the dog's name and just hoping for one. So uh, yeah, managed managed to get the dog to look at the camera. And then if everyone else does their job, then uh, then you get that moment where the dog looks at the camera and you're all good. So this is photogenic for my for my parents. Um, I'm and and it's rare when my mom would actually really like a photo of herself. I'm pretty sure she'll like this one. I think so too. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, your your parents. I'll, I'll tell you what. Your parents, historically speaking. Have, have 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 to me been been camera lookers um the, like the general population tends to not be they tend to be oh there's a dog they'll look down and make sure the dog is looking at the camera oh and yeah there's a bunch of those that's that's there's oh. a lot of the photos were that yeah okay because I, I i there's some there's some people i know in your family uh who who that that really spe- that is their move to, to look elsewhere. And not just, yeah. I'm not pointing my finger strictly at your family. It is, I have a number of people. Uh, I deal with it all the time. I was, I'm still to this day in 2023. I want to have a t-shirt made up that just says, do you know how a camera works? Because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think they do. And then, and then yeah. my favorite is like, like I'll do like a group photo or like my son's soccer team or school or whatever it is. I, I do group photos for things. And then, you know, I send the picture out and they're like, oh, do you have a, like, do you have a one that where I'm like, where my kid looks like, doesn't look so goofy? I'm like, well, first of all, that's an accurate depiction of your goofy kid. But, right. um, yeah, I do, I do have a really nice one of him looking at the camera, but my son isn't in that photo. And so we're going with that one. <laughs> we will always go where my, my son looks like James Dean in the photo, that's the one I'm taking. I don't care if anybody else is, is sneezing. It doesn't matter. That's what we're doing. And my daughter, obviously not. Well, also James Dean. If she looks like James Dean, that's the picture we're taking. Right. So here's, here's a little policy. tip for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Hey, or you take the photo. Right. I think that's There's fair. Always room for that. Also, yeah. also tell your kid to not be such a gomer. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. There's that. No, but yeah, great colors. Love this. Is like when I saw this, I was like, this must be the R6 because uh, there's just something about like the colors and the 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 whole the sharpness and and all of it that that yells R6 to me. And indeed, it was. Yep. I I rarely take the other cameras out, so I'm ninety. Five percent of the photos that I've taken in the last six months, I'm going to say, are are off of that camera or from that camera. Indeed, as it should be, as it should be. 
Uh, so there you go. So on, when we get to the, did you shoot anything interesting? This will be it. This will be, this yeah, will be the yeah, one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So there's that. No, I, I love the, I love the, that blue, like that sort of muted blue sky with pop. Like there's no confusing to me besides the attire, but there's no confusing this time of year in Vancouver with the sort of way the brush is, the color of the brush, but also how, you know, I'm not, not like it bloomed, not like the marsh out by the dike blooms or anything like that, but it just, it looks this way in January. And there's that, it's that color where it's not no color, but it's, it's muted but stands out yeah. against the muted sky and and there's that kind of bluish light on your folks. It's not that bright orange light that you get in the summertime. Um, yeah. So yeah, love it. Love, I love that color combo. To me, that's Vancouver. And that is, what is that West, that's gotta be West Van in, in behind there. So just for people at home, that's West Vancouver as far as I can tell. Okay. Looking, looking across the water. Yeah, um, and just mountains and all all the stuff. I like the for yeah. having foreground, middle ground, background too. Like just the way they're standing. There's where like you know all the boat boat launches or whatever the boat the big mm-hmm. boat uh, house thing is kind of just camera right. And so um, I kind of well, there's so just a right little down spot. On Gary Gary Point like that's Scotch Pond in behind there. Yeah, yeah. All right, someone's gonna be Google Google mapping that. Yeah, sure. Frank Pang probably. Yeah. No, Frank knows this spot, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he knows this spot. They're going to rename it from Scotch Pond to Pang Pond. <laughs> that would be awesome. A great name, just just to mess with people. The alliteration yeah. does it for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The uh, I, I, however, I've been doing basement work, which is fun. Okay. I've been making the, as I told you last week, been making the, installing the new light, the new lighting and whatnot in the basement as a test run for what's going to happen in my, the rest of my house in the living room, et cetera. And the, this is the fake beams that I've been building. Well, I built them all, got them all cut, all the pieces cut down, built them all, got them all installed on the ceiling, which is awesome, painted and put on the ceiling. Um, now I need, now the next up, I've got a wire, put, like run the wires through them all, which is not going to be too difficult. Um, and then build caps, caps for them. That's the not going to be the fun part, cutting all those, but build caps for the whole thing. Uh Glue them, flush cut, fill them, sand them, and then finish them with paint. And then I'll have LED lights with beams that look like real beams. Nice. Yay! And they're just going to uh, be turn- white. They're just going to all be white. Yeah, it's. I. I, I don't. I didn't want to go for that rustic barn look in my basement. It didn't. That didn't make sense uh, it, with the rest of the decor. So it's just going to be a simple white, uh, like a low profile, so it doesn't really stick out. You'll see it, but you won't care. Sort of like a coffered ceiling, but but a very minimal design. That's what I went with. Um, but turns out working on the ceiling the whole time, um, not as fun as you think. Reaching up there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sore neck? So, I, I did. I did have a sore neck. I actually had a headache, Adam. I was going to call you because you're the doctor. And uh, mm-hmm. I think, I, I, I went not sure if it was that, and that gave me a sore, like a headache. Uh, like, cause it was the back of my neck caused like that sort of, that sort of headache move. Um, mm-hmm. or I'm really, really sick and just don't know it. So it's probably that. Yeah. I was wondering if I had monkey pox or something like uh, that's what it felt like. <laughs> and, right. uh, I powered through though. And the, the key is that I, I just was, I just made sure I was in public all the time touching random people. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. If you hear about a monkeypox breakout and tubing in, um, I'm going to delete this. Okay. There you okay. Go. Hey, I bought a Bluetooth adapter for my car. A Bluetooth adapter. Well, like just to play. So, like you had one before, where like you can hit play. Like I hit play on my because it turns out like the new phones, as I'm sure you you know this, don't have a headphone jack, right? Controversially. Right. And so. Uh, our, my, my car does not have Bluetooth built in, which it, most cars in the last five years do probably. This one's like six years old. doesn't have it. And, uh, so I bought, so I was like, oh, well, I can't, I can no longer plug it in. It has a headphone jack, like, like, like a, not a headphone jack, but like an auxiliary jack where you can plug your phone in, right? And play. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but so this no longer has that on the phone. So I just picked up one of those little Bluetooth adapters and uh, it's it's far more awesome than it needs to be. Just the ability to hit play and and play wirelessly in the car, 
which is a thing I've been doing in my house all the time, but somehow in the car, it feels great. Yes. Although it turns out, now here's a little tip for people at home who are doing this. You have to bring the phone with you. It doesn't work like miles away. Yeah, that would that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. I was driving away and then the song cut out. And I was like, oh, <laughs> come on, Donnie Osmond. Where are you? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, another fun one. That's not just my tech tech news. That's not photo news. That's the tech part of the day. Um, okay. Other fun one was we had a big weekend of eating because, uh, and we'll have a, a further week of eating essentially leftovers. We're having leftovers for the next 10 days. Uh, because? One, one of my kids, so I get a phone call from my wife, uh, was it last night? Friday night. Friday night at my, my son's soccer game, and I get a phone call, and the, she says, hey, did you turn off the freezer downstairs? Yeah, that's what I did. I just turned off the, fr- that, yeah, why would I do that? Uh, so evidently one of the kids did by accident, which I didn't, I didn't just, know you could there's do. There's just a switch or something, or you don't, you evidently, it. I didn't know. No, no. there's a switch. That I didn't even, I didn't even know there was a switch, but it's a, it's a, here's the thing. Here's where the confusion got us. It's, this is irony at its best. There'd probably be books written about this. We inherited uh, this freezer from my wife's grandmother, and okay. uh, like she was a hundred thousand years old, and so she didn't didn't need frozen food anymore, and also okay. she died, so we got it, and then uh, so it's for old people, and it's got like an alarm on it if you accidentally leave it open, it just beeps, right? Okay. So yeah. if you leave it open for any amount of time, it just beeps, and so you just close it again, and then you're fine. But evidently, you can turn that beeping off. I didn't even know that. It was a switch that turns it off, the beeping off so that you don't leave it open and defrost all your food. Well, one of okay. my kids pushed that button. But, but right next to it, a button that looks identical is the turn, shut it down button. Shut the whole thing down. Looks the same. And so okay. they hit that and then cl- they closed it. But then we didn't recognize, notice for like a week or what, however long it takes to, to defrost. So all of our meat, everything was just, so she called and she's like, I guess, well, I guess I'm making everything right now. So she basically put uh, all the meat in the, in the freezer. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. A lot of chicken soup, chicken curry, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of hamburgers turned into other stuff. It was, uh, it's been a good week. Good week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well fed. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's that. Reminder, monthly challenge this month is trains. You know train out in German? What's train in German, Adam? Uh, das train. Das train, stimmt. Uh, no. Uh, dare? It might actually be dare. I, I never know dare die das. I, and quite honestly, Germans, I don't really care. Nobody cares about le, la, un, un in French, do they? Mm, no. I, well, they probably, the care? French people probably do. No, I don't. The Quebecers don't. They don't even speak French anymore. No, Quebecois. Yeah, I'm teaching. I'm teaching my daughter because she she learned she's learning Parisian French in school. So I'm teaching her French like Quebec swear words that she can teach her class. And uh, they, okay. I, don't, I don't think they've heard of them. You know the word starts with a T. Can you say it? Is uh, it yes. a, is it a huh? No, I I think I know the word you're talking about. Are you allowed to say that? Without being, your, like, it's okay to say, right? I, I, I don't know. What's the word you're thinking of? I'll edit it out if uh, you're wrong. No, I'm not saying it. Tabernacle. Yep. That's a swear. That's a, that's a Quebec swear. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, we're banned in Quebec, so no one's hearing this, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Although Guy Lafleur, big fan, big fan of the show. Sure. So there's that. No, I think he just died like four months ago, didn't he? And now yeah, I, th- I was gonna say, is he still yeah. alive? I think he died. Yeah, I think recently. I think recently. Yeah. So, the joke's on me. Yeah. So there's that. Anyways, train. No, it's der 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 Zug. That's a terrible name for train. What is what is train in in French, Adam? I need to know real quick now. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping it's locomotive, but I don't know. Oh, it might be. Yeah, I think you're right with the, yeah, with the definitely like 
a, is it a V or an F? Lokomotiv. No, I don't know if that's even, that's not even on there. I think it's, uh, uh, let's see, La Metro. That's like the subway. Or La Train. It's just train, apparently. No. Yeah. Well, because there's different ones. There's like a train, like a freight train. But then there's also like like Rocky train Rocky Five training sequence, right? <laughs> okay. And so that that's something else. So glad glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, there's Zug. So it's train, and that brought to you by uh, Tommy G. The following, and we'll talk about that next week. That's our that's our challenge for next week. Now, then follow that follow up next month is Shallow Depth of Field by the aforementioned Frank Pang. And then, after that, CBC Analog will dazzle us with something awesome. Maybe train again. Right. Maybe we'll go right back to train. Yeah, let's go back to train. Part two. That'll be up to him slash her. Uh, I don't know. CBC Analog. So there you go. Uh, throw that on Instagram. Hashtag Two Hosers Monthly Challenge. Hashtag Hey Hosers. Even better. Do both of those things. And tag us at Two Hosers. And we'll get to that. Next week, P.S. Uh, Tiger Williams, I've seen your photo of Circle Key. Uh, I've actually been there, so you know, great. <laughs> All right, did you shoot anything? In- well, you did. You shot something interesting. Um, yeah, how about I you? shot. Yeah, I shot mostly video. Like, in, in fact, I say mostly. I mean, one hundred percent video this week. Um, like filming, like uh, fil- filming, obviously the, the, the riveting stuff of me building the fake beams in my, my basement. Uh, we went ice skating today with, uh, the family and met a, actually a bunch of other families came out. It was a big day at the ice rink. And so okay. I was debating bringing my camera, but I didn't want to deal with it. I wanted to go for a skate today. And so I just brought the, uh, the GoPro and shot some cool video clips, which I had not edited yet. Um, and basically that was it. I, other than that, I snapped a, I snapped a, like one photo with my phone. Um, and it's not good, but they are leading lines. And so there you go. There, there's, there are the, 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 not the beams. Those are the side like beams, like uh, trim that I put all around my, my uh, basement room that will then accent the beams themselves. But there, there, there's, I call this one glue drying. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it, it looks like, yeah. Yeah, the only reason I included it here in the show to, to ruin all your, your, your day is that, uh, one, to show you how little I shot, but B, uh, it's actually leading lines. It's leading to you turning the episode off, but yeah, it does exist, so there you go. Okay. Yeah. I blew my whole budget on glue on this product. I saved a bunch on, on the actual beams, but then I blew it all on glue. So a fair amount of glue goes into to building these things, turns out. Okay. So there you go. Uh, photo challenge, Adam, is leading yes. lines. That's what you, that you brought this on yourself. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at yours. What is yours leading to? Where are the lines? What lines are we talking about here? A lot of lines. It's a lot the of hockey lines. rink. Yeah. So it's just, it's line fest. It's the lines of the net, the lines of the boards, the lines of the seats, the lines on the ice. It was just, it wasn't necessarily leading lines. It's just lines. That was the, the challenge. Oh, I thought it was leading lines. No. Remember it was like between lines no. and linear. And you said I, that was, I went too far. I barely remember your name, so okay. how am I going to so, remember that? So it was it was it wasn't leading lines, but mine wasn't specifically. But sure, if if you if you want, uh, no, you it's could fine. Lines it is way. fine. I just I I, I I I was sweating all week. How was I going to get leading lines? That's gotcha. That's was, yeah, yeah. So this is just a lot of a lot of lines uh, in a way that I thought, yeah, it's interesting. That's that that's it. I mean. I, this is the photo I never take. I never take the photo of the rink without anybody on it. Mm. It's always an action shot versus a still shot. But something about being in a big arena without any people that just kind of has a different mood, right? Like so, yeah. This 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 is this is Rogers Arena with nobody in it, which just kind of feels weird, right? Because every Have time I've gone here, a, there's 
Have you ever been to a summer camp in February? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I haven't okay. either. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing it's weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, when, when you're used to 20,000 people in this sort of venue, and then it's like, there's like four, four, 14 or, well, I should say there's probably about 35. It's just, it's, it's very, yeah, eerie. It's a bit, mm-hmm. it's a bit odd, strange, but Anyways, I just kind of liked, uh, even, you know, those boards, like all those lines on the boards, like those are all like filled with LED lights and, you know, when the Canucks score, all that stuff lights up and everything. It's on pretty, the yellow there? Uh, not on the yellow, on the, well, the ones the on the glass, like the ones that are all between the, the, the glass, like on the, okay. whatever they call them, the, the stanchions or... Yeah. yeah, those are all now lights. Like so, that's oh. all filled with lights. So they all they have all different kind of like light setups, so they can change. Like when the national anthem's going, it ch- changes to one color, and when they score, it does different lighting effects. And yeah, super super cool. Well, that that's a picture I'd like to see. Yeah. So anytime, like when you look at again, Bob, Bob Frid, because he does the Canucks game photos after a goal, because shooting oftentimes from this, this spot. And so you'll get the guys all coming together to kind of, you know, congratulate one another. And then you get all the cool lighting effects of the, like between those stanchions. It's, it's cool. All right. Well, when he comes on the show, he can tell us that he can tell us how he captures those. Okay. All right. Still, still working on it. Have you worked on it at all? No, God, no. no. That, that's what I mean by still working on it. It's still, th- like, I'm in the uh, thinking okay. about it phase. Yeah, and then yeah, there'll be the that'll that'll be going on for the next let's say two years, and yeah, then yeah. the action plan stage, and then the yeah, there, there's there's a bunch of stages. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. How's the weight <laughs> loss coming? I'm still working on it. You're not. <laughs> yeah. You're 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 mowing down Snickers bars at an, an alarming pace. <laughs> well, that's that's the first phase. Yeah, first phase. Get it out of my system. That's that's my policy. I'm gonna spend the first fifty years just getting that out of my system, and then I'm good. Hello, keto. Right. All right. Very cool. It is very cool. It's very cool to see all that, and and uh, the just. I mean, also uh, the the fact that those are the actual ads, because when you see the game on TV. Or whatever they 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 put different ads on the boards. Yeah, depending on what channel you're watching. Yeah, that's the thing. Now sometimes even on the ice, that that seems to be a thing. Sometimes there'll be little ads. That more of an American than a Canadian thing. I find that if I watch on ABC or Fox Hockey, there's different effects for advertising than there is when you watch on CBC or Sportsnet or whatever. So okay, um, and they yeah, have moving of- ads now. I think that's a soccer thing too, right? Like that's a foosball soccer. Like I've noticed that sometimes I, I don't watch a lot of soccer, but when I do watch it, I notice some, some effects for the advertisement. That's, that's different too. Basketball right. does it a bit too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's weird. I remember when baseball started doing it and you're like, wow, that like they weren't, hadn't perfected it yet. It was just kind of, it was like, all right, there you go. And then like the blue teams would just disappear and like, Oh, Oh no. But, uh, but the fact that I saw one, like it was a clip, I forget where I saw it, but it was like they had like an actual, like a, like a motion ad, like a car driving or something in the play and people complained it was very distracting. And right. so they are not wrong. They are not wrong. So, all right, here's some leading lines that I shot. So this has got a ton of grain and... Or digital noise. So is this... Or I shot like, film this week, Adam. Or yeah, I shot I film say. and processed it and scanned it. Okay, that's what it is. I was like, is this film or is this... Because the time of day doesn't seem like it would introduce that kind of digital noise. Plus, you're not probably moving. This is a stationary shot, so there's no reason. Right. So that's that's the film grain that we're seeing. Yeah, I didn't shoot film, Adam. That's like a, so much effort that um, okay. I'm not willing to give. So so when, what, what did you make it do? To, like, this is just a filter to make it look like film? No, I don't use filters. I, I do everything everything manually with Photoshop. Um, so first up, first up, I did add the, the sloppy border, the digital sloppy border, like the, the old, like you see, 
you still get your, I think, I think I, when I got your, your wedding photos done, because I shot your yeah, wedding photos like years this. ago. Yeah, they yeah. have borders like this. Yeah. So that was, that was a cool thing to do in the mid 2000s, which is when you got married, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So that was a cool, that was a funky thing to do to, to back at the time. I don't know if it's cool now, maybe because you could add them in, in post if you like, but but uh, so then, then you can do them digitally. So I, I found some somewhere. I forget where. And then so you just basically add them to your to your pictures, um, which I did that first. And then and then I, I did the the blur, the what do you call it? The the uh, depth blur neural filter. OK, because everything was in focus. Here's the here's a spoiler alert. I snapped this with my wife's cell phone smartphone okay i was that was the other question i had i was like i feel like this might be a cell phone picture what made you feel that i don't know i'm, I'm not exactly sure i just that in my head i'm like i don't think i see anything like this that would come out of the and i know you're using mostly the r6 it doesn't make sense that it's the fuji that take the, that took this Why? Well, so this, yeah this, i can just, make the i can make the fuji look like this out of camera really Sure. No? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna, something now some, I'm going to have something to something different about Yeah, you can you can try. I in my head I thought I wonder if you took this with a cell phone but cuz mm. it didn't make sense that it was the R6. But then I thought, well, maybe it's film. Like I don't know, the grain part thought maybe think maybe film. But no, yeah. so interesting you say. So 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 tell us what you did cuz the cell phone and then a bunch of filters. Uh, not just not filters, but uh, I guess filters. I guess I, when you say filter, I think oh, you're doing a, on the Instagram. You hit and click, giddy up, go. No, uh, no, no the neural that. Photoshop yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I used the neural Photoshop to sort of because everything was in focus, obviously, with the my wife's uh, smartphone. She got like, she has like a, like one of the newer Samsung, so it's a, it takes pretty great uh, photos, but everything's in focus, and it it has your that little feature built in the portrait, what have you. But mm-hmm. uh, I didn't use it. I was like, no, no, I, I'm just going to do it in camera. So everything's in focus, crystal clear, just sharp, over sharp. And, uh, and so then I, I, I snapped this, and then I added the neural to, to, to sort of do the background. And I did the automatic one first, and it just butchered it. Like it didn't it, – it wanted to select like the little reflector part on the, 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 the post – as the subject, and then blur everything else, which meant the post as well, and it just looked really terrible. So this is an example where our artificial intelligence was not that intelligent. Um, okay. But then I got to go in there and, t- and tweak around with the, the manual controls and set the depth where I wanted it, and uh, it looks pretty good. I mean, this is this is a great example, a great use of it because it's pretty crisp lines. It's not like you don't have someone's hair or something like that getting in the way. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it, it does a pretty great job of picking it out. And then you set the blur, the depth of the blur and the blur itself. You don't go nuts with it. You just kind of hint, hint at it. Um, and then I did add a little bit of grain to it just to kind of to scuff it up a little bit because it was just to mask the overall smartphoniness of it. Sure. So, which is why I did that, so... Overall, not something I, I'm I'm seriously going to do a lot, but but you you could set up your your if you like this image, you could set up your your Fuji X100 to shoot this basically in camera. You can add the uh-huh. grain. You can you can add the whatever. Um, oh, I I also mess with the contrast as well, which kind of brings us to our topic. It's fu- funny that earlier on you mentioned contrast in your your parents' photo, because the the topic today is contrast. When I was dealing with this, I brought the 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 blacks up a little bit in in, in Photoshop, not in in Lightroom. Every once in a while, okay. I'll do it in Photoshop, but um, and that's where I, I I brought that up. Um, but yeah, you can set all that in your in your X one hundred and get this sort of look if you so desire. Which now I'm going to just as a proof of concept. But uh, once again, what which room of the house are you, you going to hang this on? Mm, yeah. Not sure. Well, there's a castle in behind that you can't see because uh, it's blurred now, but and also it's really far away called Berghornzollern. So that's a really cool looking castle. So maybe maybe you do want this. Maybe maybe living room then. Yeah. <laughs> really, so, really big too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people will be like, "Wow, who has the film camera?" And you're like, "I know, right?" 
<laughs> there you go. All right. There's lines, okay. though. If you look, yeah. first of all, there's lines. Yep. Possibly leading. I don't know. That's debatable. But you'll also notice it is neither a picture of my kids nor your dog. And same with you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everybody wins this week. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Okay. There's that. All right. So that leads us to the topic, Adam. It is contrast. I don't know if we have we talked about contrast in the past. I'm sure we have. Been a long, long time. So I want to talk to you about your idea about about contrast. Like, how do you deal with it? What do you look for? First off, where does your general preference for contrast land? Super high contrast, super low contrast in the middle. Uh, a little bit. I'm not a super high contrast, but I generally, like if we're talking about sliders and Lightroom, I'm probably uh, below 10, above 5, okay. kind of as a starting point on most most of my images, which are generally of people. So I find, you know, if you have good light, then you probably don't need to play around with the contrast too much. Depending on what the light is like, then that might influence whether or not I need to add or subtract. I rarely really subtract contrast though. No, neither do I, but that, that's, that, that speaks to, to, to style. Like what, what sort of style would you imagine? Like, why don't you, why don't you shoot high contrast photos? Mm, I think because for people, it creates sort of a moodiness and sort of seems mm -hmm. like especially children, like they don't need to be high contrast. It's sort of, they're happy. It's kind of a pleasing, you want to see all sides of their face. So the more contrast, contrasty look you go, the more, I don't know, angry or upset or dark the, the image kind of mood mm -hmm. becomes. Hey, are you the crow? Like, what? come on now. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what I, yeah, or it's like the Godfather or stuff like that, like like really super artsy, high contrast stuff, which I, I like. It's just like yourself, it it's, doesn't tend to be my uh, subject matter. Like my kids aren't super goth yet, and it's coming. <laughs> but right. when they are, then I'll, I'll shoot super high contrast in order to, to uh, dovetail with that. But... Generally, like yourself, it's like, yeah, it's, 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 you want to see everyone's face. You want to see, you know, you still want shape to the light, but I don't find the super high contrast or the super low contrast always to be my, my game. I'm kind of in the middle. So you mentioned like you got in camera, you've got uh, post-production, but like, so in camera first, how do you go about getting your desired contrast? What do you look for? Oh, I, I, that's a good question. I don't know. Like it, it, in terms of when I'm just looking at the person in the light. Well, you mentioned it earlier with your phone. Or are you talking about like, camera settings? Are you talking about pre setting? Cause I know you can kind of. No, cause kinda, you're shooting raw. It doesn't matter. I mean, we're all shooting yeah, raw. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't do a lot of the in camera settings for contrast. I don't even think I've touched it from the default. No, I deal with that where for video only. And I tend to shoot like something called C log. And so it's all flat anyways. And then I, so I deal with uh, the contrast in the AM, but yeah, and in camera, uh, when we shoot photos, I still shoot uh, raw 1000% of the time, which I know is not possible um, mathematically. Uh, so 100% of the time I do shoot raw. So the in-camera settings aren't a huge deal. Although I did learn a trick from uh, Chris Marquard many years ago when he was shooting a band, I was helping him, I was shooting a video of, of, him in the band, he was shooting photos of the band or something like that. And so he would show, he would like, he, he liked to show them the photos on his LCD screen as he went along. So he was shooting in raw, but he had the contrast turned up to 11 on his camera. So it somehow just added so much pop that on the back of the LCD screen, it looked really cool. It would look like garbage in, in real life, but... <laughs> Like no, but if you did that, if you did, if you got it printed that way, it would look goofy. But on the back of the LCD screen, it looked it did look look like a million dollars. And he even told me he's like, yeah, I turned it up to eleven just to show them. And then get the raw file and you do what you want with it. But in the moment, it looks awesome. So use that tip when you're shooting a band. Okay, all right. The Eagles, the Eagles, for example, they love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Don Henley, big fan of Gila Fleur. I meant. 
the uh right <laughs> so yeah so you look so in the, with your folks there like you looked for you looked for the time when the the cloud came over so that it you had that desired contrast yeah so so it's environmental stuff and i also knew that based on where the light was there was going to be a a best kind of angle so then i just looked for a spot where that light was going to create sort of a again a more of an even lighting situation so um yeah a lot of it's just directional light in the same way that i would light a photo um you know with the light being maybe just slightly off center i just position my subjects based on where the light is and then i look for a background that is suitable so low contrast is just about for me or anyways the way my workflow goes is just about having the light not be directly head on not having it be too far off to one side because even with an umbrella you see what happens if you set up an umbrella and it's you know like completely to one side of the person's face then right. of course you're going to get that that sharper contrast on the on the shadow side so just having it be shape like you said being slightly off center helps to add shape but not um not being too bright uh so yeah the, the softness matters as well and in, in like when you're out, you know, in natural light like this, I mean, not like this, this would be a poor example of a time to use it, but there are times when you can use like a flash just to fill. Uh, we talked about fill flash a long time ago, basically where, you know, you're not lighting your subject with the, the flash isn't even, you don't, you don't even want to see the flash. You don't want people to know there's a flash. You're just using it to lower the existing contrast. Like maybe you're using the sun as a key and you're going to get really, really dark side of the face. And just want to light that up to bring the contrast uh, a little more even. Um, For sure. And even and even if in the same, that same photo that I took, even if it had been two minutes later, then the sun was so much brighter, um, it would have been, there would have been more contrast in the photo. And so to bring it back to where though I would have preferred the light, then yeah, adding a, a fill flash with like through an umbrella on the opposite side would have probably ended up back in that same spot. And ruined your walk. And someone would have had to hold the umbrella in the flash, and yeah, that wouldn't have been exactly. The and all of a sudden, it's like, well, this takes away. So yeah, so it's best to pick your spot in this case, which is why you know we typically like like to shoot in the evening towards even you know evening slash magic hour, blue hour, because that's when the contrast is 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 right in our wheelhouse. Like I think you and I have pretty similar tastes in how we shoot in terms of contrast. Um, I just do better photos, obviously, but besides that, tied. Right. Right. Uh, but but that's typically why we like to shoot. Hey, shoot in the evening that you know you're st- you're still going to get lower contrast, or sometimes even if you are getting high contrast stuff, it's going to be cool looking sunset stuff. So it uh, kind of fits fits in. Another thing I like to use on the camera, which I haven't in a while because it's in a box in my attic somewhere, um, is a a Pro Mist filter, which I happen to love. I have a couple of them. I have a quarter. A one-quarter black pro mist and a one-eighth black pro mist, which just adds a little bit of that. It scuffs the image up a little bit, but also reduces the contrast uh, slightly. Obviously, a quarter right. more than the eighth, but um, both do a, a pretty cool job of evening that out. So that's something to check out. I highly recommend. Now, what about post-production? What what are your kind of what's your what's your your default baseline move when you bring a photo into Lightroom? You said do you have it set like do you have, when you import? Do you have settings that automatically are applied no, or do you go through? I I I used to I used to do that, but now I find it's it it then I end up spending more time going back and readjusting because I don't like that. So I just kind of look at it as a batch of photos, and I'm just going to start from zeros rather than having actual okay. settings that that i use across the board yeah but i usually add a little bit of contrast so i'm gonna say yeah like i i think i i said under 10 um probably generally more than five on an average photo and uh, just just because i find it gives it a little bit of pop um right help help sometimes just really increase that uh separation from the the subject in the background um, mm-hmm. depending on of course what the background is and because i shoot backgrounds out of focus a lot um, or not being the key subject that when I add the contrast, it tends to, again, make the the subject pop a little bit more from the background. 
Now, there's a bunch of sliders that you can go through in, in Lightroom in particular, but pretty much any editing program. So the first one, I, first one up I said is contrast itself, the actual contrast slider, which I think mine, I, I do set mine to a baseline uh, on import, and that's just your basic settings, which I rarely change. Um, and that's, I think the contrast is actually at 9. It should be at 10, but I, th I think I got lazy when I clicked on it and didn't quite get there and uh, just saved it as 9. So... Same thing, keep it right around there. I generally don't go much higher unless I really have to, unless I really missed in camera, then, I, then I'll add a little bit more. But like yourself, I don't, I don't go into the negative on that slider in particular. Right. I will go for that move, uh, you know, using other sliders, but somehow contrast tends to stay on the plus side from nine up to maybe 20 if you're going, just going really bananas. But the other other ones are. Do you ever use the the curves feature in Lightroom? Uh, not. I used to. I don't use it so much. Yeah. I I prefer the clarity one. That's the other yeah. one that I find increases contrast, but just in a slightly different way. It does. So I used to use curves as well, and that was actually a, gr a really great way to get fine control of it. And I haven't really needed it lately for some reason. And by lately, I mean the last five, eight years, because maybe I'm lazy. I don't know. But I just find, eh, I'm getting my results without it. Um, but I feel like I got to get back into that because I think it's going to give me some really good results. Um, what about the shadow slider? Yeah, I use it. I use it sparingly. I, I don't ever go crazy on it. But that's the the move where Maybe I got to bring the highlights down and then bring the shadows up a little bit, depending on, you know, the day and, and basically how washed out the background is. Like, so it, now with the background tools and Lightroom, I have less of a need. So the, the save move right. that we used to do where you kind of would lose the, the background or you lose the foreground. So your subject's too dark or your background's too light and used to kind of bring the highlights down and then bring the shadows up. I have less of a need for that because you can just basically just do a quick mask on the background in, in Lightroom. Mm -hmm. Don't even need to bring it into Photoshop and then just basically edit those two sides separately, which just is so much easier. So um, the shadow is a different effect uh, lightening someone's face than just changing the exposure. So I find exposure slider does a better job when you're trying to get the person's face just you know quarter whatever third of a stop difference versus the shadows it seems to it seems to change and sometimes lose more of the saturation and whatnot so right. um i use it but very little definitely one of those ones that's 10 or less i think i need to move i i use the, the shadows i don't i don't go crazy on them unless i absolutely have to unless it's a really messed up image that we're trying trying to save but um now I'm gonna I'm gonna try to s slide, huh, on over to using more of the background masking and uh, and and avoid the shadow sliders if I can, uh, for the reasons you just said. But I do like it. it's a great tool if if used properly. The other ones right. are like you mentioned the there's the, the there's the two the last few years there's been the double double hit now of the clarity and the dehaze uh, sliders. Now right. you said the like the clarity adds contrast how do you normally set that what do you what do you go for on that one again i think it's they're all under under 10 but i probably i don't know seven something like that that's a typical amount of clarity i'll use just depending on the photo i will sometimes go the other way and go into the negative with the clarity depending on the image but um similar to contrast yeah usually over five less than 10 is where i i add clarity Wow, you're you're spoiling my day because I was gonna say, hey, give give negative clarity a try. Um, I have mine set to default. I think it's negative seven or something like that, uh, minus seven clarity on, on import because okay. I find that just it just does a the way I shoot like out of focus backgrounds, etc. For some reason, it just does a great job of sort of. I just killing that background a little bit, and it's 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 not too much. It's 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 just a slight slight bit, but I I love the negative clarity uh, move. But uh, then I then counter that with the dehaze of like you know like a plus seven or a plus ten or something like that. So that sort of adds sure. a little bit more, a uh, little more contrast into the subject areas 
as far as I can tell. I'm not an expert on this. This is just yeah. It seems to make the sauce. darks darker and all that. Yeah, I do like the the yeah. dehaze as well. Good for like again when you almost similar effects to how the the highlight uh, slider works, but. I found that yeah. dehaze kind of does a little bit better job now than the highlight does in terms of what I like. So if I want the background to get a little bit darker, then I'll use the dehaze. There you go. And that's how you deal with contrast, everybody. The end. Yay. All right. Uh, monthly topic is trains. We'll talk about that next week. Throw it up on Instagram, hashtag two hosers monthly challenge, hashtag hey hosers. Even better, do both of those things and tag us at two hosers. We'll talk about that. Um, websites, Adam, still holding out. Yep, not going back anytime soon. Every week, good for you, good for you. I'd yeah. like to not. We don't need the internet. Do we need the internet at all? Uh, uh, it's good for finding uh, where the nearest fish and chips restaurant is. You know where it is. It's very near to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's where else are you know. So which one do you go to? Do you go to onto the wharf or do you go down to the the? the I down, haven't had fish and chips forever for like yeah probably two years. I just I was just it was an example. It's good yes, to okay. good to be able to fish and the chips. The answer is Pajos. Yeah. The answer is Pajos. Everybody, if you're in Stevenson, go to Pajos. That's that's what you okay. do. And you go to the one down on the on, down by where he took this picture. That's there's one right down there on the water. There you can eat in the water. It's great. It's great times. All right. So now no turned, now we don't need the internet. Yeah. Turned into an ad. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, you can find my stuff at HoltzfellerWoodworking.com. There's going to be a new video up in the next few days. Depends when I get that thing painted. Uh, you can find my stuff at alanatridge.com or the two of us at twohosers.com where you can go to find all the links, the photos, everything we just talked about. And that's it. Until next week, get out there and make better photos. Mm-hmm.